Well, good morning and grand rising. We are here with another episode of the Hoodoo and Chill podcast. Today it is Wisdom Wednesdays. Not only is it Wisdom Wednesdays, but today we are here with another episode of Hoodoo Voices. With me, as always, is my beautiful, beautiful partner in crime as well as love and light, the one and only Latoya Alexandria. Grand Rising, good morning and good light. Bon mercredi, je suis assisi avec la magnifique Serbeo. We are very happy that you all have joined us today. We have a great show for you. Um, I am a big fan of Hoodoo Voices. Every time that we do it, I learn something new and um, I'm able to add some of this wonderful magic done by our ancestors to my repertoire. Hoodoo Voices is a series dedicated to giving life to the forgotten and many unknown voices of Hoodoo. This series showcases interviews conducted by Harry Hyde Middleton in the 1930s. These interview excerpts are from his extensive five-volume series, Hoodoo, Conjuration, Witchcraft, and Root Work. While we can and appreciate this priceless resource of Hoodoo, Black history here at Hoodoo Conjure Root Work LLC, we do not support or condone the manner in which the information was gathered and monetized for financial gain. We can, however, acknowledge Mr. Hyatt's extensive work as an essential resource. Everyone deserves a relationship free of domestic violence. If you or anyone that you know is experiencing a domestic violence relationship or situation, please contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at one 800 799-7233. And with that, let's get into the show. Greetings. This is Latoya from HCR Love and Light Ministries. Are you new to spirituality and seeking either guidance or mentorship? Or maybe you've been practicing for a while and you need a place to call home. We invite you to join our family Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network around. Here at HCR, we promote spirituality as a lifestyle and cultivate authentic practitioners on all levels. Check out the website and see what works for you. Do you need a mentor? Are you seeking classes or just access to the best hoodoo network available? We have a place for you. Join HCR Gold today. Thank you so much, Toya. Today on Hoodoo Voices, our interviewer's name is unknown. However, she does leave behind a plethora of rich information and spell working directly from the Algiers area of New Orleans. Now, the best portion of this interview, which will be our main focus today, is her use of the saints in her spiritual work. There is an undertone of New Orleans voodoo in her descriptions, and it is our belief that she practiced New Orleans voodoo as well as hoodoo, a common thread from the New Orleans area. I appreciate this interview so much because we hear so much talk or mentions of the saints being used in the practice. We actually have an interview today where this worker actually goes into detail discussing the different saints that she uses, why she uses them, how she uses them, and if this is something that resonates with you, it may be a blueprint or open up the door for this is for something to add to your practice if you are not currently using the saints. She also does talk about the downside and also the left-handedness that can also come associated with working with various spirits and deities. 
So this is why we did want to provide that trigger warning in the beginning as far as the domestic violence is concerned. So without further ado, everybody sit back, relax. We are getting ready to take you guys back to the 1930s. And I am going to go ahead and let Toya start off with this interview. St. Anthony, he was a good time man. See, he's a fail that you talk to him like if it's a friend. Like I done had a friend and me and him broke up and went back. Well, Anthony carries the news, see. I says to him, I says, St. Anthony, I want you to go to such and such house and such and such place and bring such and such home to me. And I'll say, now I ain't got no money. But if you bring him home to me, I'll present you a brown light. I'll present you a cigar and a drink of whiskey and the 27th Psalm of the Bible. Hyatt asked, you read St. Anthony's picture? Yeah, you read them Psalms to him, but differently. You read them nine times and you say nine Our Father prayers. You read them Psalms nine times, frontwards like this, like you reading, like you reading it right. Then you read it nine times backwards to 2.30 and you ask him what you want. All right, so let's break this down because once again, these interviews, for those of you who are, this is your first time here with us, these interviews were written in the original dialect of the workers and the people of the time, which we do appreciate. But if you did not understand that, we are going to put this in layman terms, um, each and every last one of these workings as we go along with this interview. So basically what she is saying is that she is working with St. Anthony on her altar and how she's working with him is that she's using a brown candle, okay? She's not using white, she's not using pink, she's not using yellow. The specific candle that she's using to work with St. Anthony is brown. And she's using St. Anthony to bring back a lost lover. So she's praying to St. Anthony and presenting offerings of cigars and whiskey. She also says that she's reading the 27th Psalm in the Bible, as well as, she didn't say the Lord's Prayer, excuse me, as well as uh, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, so on and so forth, okay? So she's saying that you need to read Psalms 27 nine times to St. Anthony, as well as the Lord's Prayer nine times. And you're going to read the Psalms front words, and then you're also going to read them backwards as well. Now, when she says you're going to do this to 1230, I'm assuming that she's starting her ritual directly at midnight, and this is something that she's working up until 1230. So this isn't something that she's just going to light a candle and this is going to happen. She's going into deep meditation. She's going into concentration, and she's actually conjuring the spirit to do the work for her. She's not using any roots. She's not using any herbs. Toy, what do you have to say about this? You know, I think that one of the key points and the important parts is that she is reading these Psalms from front to back, okay, over and over again. So she's putting in some heavy work behind this. She's doing it at a certain time, which we know in hoodoo, we really don't work with a time frame, but she's doing it at a certain time of the day. She is reading these Psalms over and over again, front to back, back to front. So there is work involved here. And this is something that we've spoken about prior, about really being committed to your work and doing um, what is needed to get your results. So she sounds like a very committed practitioner. Conjure is committed. I want to just, to just make it very clear that this is conjure that she's working in. And um, 
my opinion when it comes to conjure is that it, it is very, very draining sometimes. It is very time consuming and it's very precise. You were right as far as we don't necessarily use certain times when it comes to hoodoo, but in conjure, we do. You know, there are certain times that you are going to do certain things because spirits are active at certain times of the night and morning. So she's being very specific in her intent. And I love the fact that she did bring up reading the Psalms over and over again. If you have never worked in conjure or never used the Bible to do this, you almost go into this trance-like state um, and you, you are truly melted. And then those words no longer become words. Is They become these strong petitions, these strong incantations, which will rise up this um, the spirit that you are working with. I love the fact that she's using the saints, but like you said, Sierra, in the beginning, um, I think she, this, this is a practitioner of not only conjure, but also voodoo. And we know that most of the saints are correlated with a voodoo loa because this is how we kind of shielded and had to hide our practice and practice behind closed doors. So what we would do is use the saints and they would be correlated with a specific loa. So it would make it look like we were actually practicing the the Catholic religion when in actuality we were practicing our own uh, spirituality. Just to add to around this time, hoodoo and, and doing these type of things, it was illegal in New Orleans. Because remember when we did the other interview, what was her name? The the medium. And she spoke about the gifted medium. She spoke about this, that it was actually illegal if they caught you doing hoodoo or voodoo or something like that around these times that only quote unquote spiritual work was legal. And you even had to have some type of paper behind you saying that, you know, you were actually practicing spiritual work. One of the interviews, the interviewers were talking about this around this particular area in New Orleans at this time. So I can definitely understand the importance of the synchronicity of the saints in the work, not only to just disguise the work, but to make sure that you didn't go to jail. I mean, that's that's just common there. So I'm going to go further and she's going to talk about doing love work with St. Anthony. Now, like love, you get St. Anthony. You'll get a brown candle and you'll get an apple. One of them two for a nickel apple choices. You get two of them and you cut that hollow out, you know, quarter apple. And that hollow, what you cut, you eat yourself. See, after you eat it, you write their name and you, and you put cinnamon, one sugar, and one honey on a piece of paper. Hyatt asks, how many times do you write that name? Just once? No, nine times. And cinnamon and sugar, see? You put that brown candle on top of the paper and your apple becomes a candlestick. And see, after you put that brown candle on top, you get a cigar, see? You get a cigar and you get about a little glass of whiskey. Because St. Anthony, he's a saint. He likes cigars. And he's a good time man, you know. And you light that cigar. And you always put it in a tree where it will burn. And when you light that cigar, you don't light it with your mouth by sucking the flame. Just take your match and just stick it there till you see the smoke go up like that. That's the proper way to light a cigar. And that whiskey... You wake up the next morning and you'll see the glass half dry and the cigar will be half smoked. I loved this portion of the interview so much because she gave full detail on how to light the cigar properly when doing spiritual work. And not saying that this is something that you have to do if it doesn't resonate with your spirit but i will say this that this isn't the first time that i've ever heard that before um and i just thought it was just so awesome that she actually mentioned this in in, in this you know this is a very very knowledgeable practice practitioner because of just the small details that she keeps giving us but they make 
so much of an important significance in the work. Um, even just utilizing St. Anthony for this working, because I've heard of this working before in Virginia, except it's a little bit different. You take the apple and just put it in a can or a jar with some sugar and a person's name in it. You don't even use a candle. Um, so the fact that she's actually using the spirit of conjure for this love working, um, I, I just think that this is just so amazing and how she took what was a sweetening jar, you know, a sweet apple, and now she's like formulated this into conjure. What do you, what do you think? Uh, you know what? I love it. I love the fact that she is not only doing conjure, but again, she's working with the saints. So like you said, Sierra, this particular spell can be done with or without the saints or with or without your spirit guide, or like I would say Loa, right? Because, you know, I talked about Loa being correlated with the saints. So I love the fact that she is incorporating the saints with this working. I mean, honestly, there have been conjure, there have, you know, there's been times I have done hoodoo. And I just find, and it's just for me, this is not for everybody, that when I bring in my Loa, because I was taught that once you know better, you do better. So once you have acknowledged and you are practicing this practice, that you bring them into all of your, your work, okay? So when I bring them into my work, it is just so much more powerful and the results are just, you know, amplified by just a hundredfold. So I love the fact that this can be done with or without the saint. Thank you for bringing that up. I know my mother's in here jumping up and down because I wanted to say that, th that this same working can be done with or without the saint. You literally, literally can use your ancestors and we've spoken about this to do the same thing. Now, I want to highlight something and I've, I've said this before, but I want to say this again. As we've been doing these studies on hoodoo voices, which has become so much of a passion of mine, the observation of the application of the different spiritualists just depending upon the region is so beautiful to me. One thing that I do want to credit a lot of the practitioners that I'm noticing from the New Orleans area specifically is, A, they are so well-spoken. They are very educated, not only in just the work but what's going on around them socially and politically they are not just one role practitioners and what i mean by that is every practitioner that we've done a interview on that is from new orleans seems to have their work synchronized with some form of voodoo ancestral magic which is totally different as well but they isn't they they are very, very educated in multiple practices. And I think that that just speaks volumes to the spiritual melting pot that is New Orleans. Toy, what do you think about that? You know what? Every time we do an interview, there is another piece of our culture that is revealed in our practice. There are so many different, um, there, there's such a variety of the way these people practiced, whether they were doing conjure or hoodoo or voodoo, or like you said, Sierra, working with ancestral magic. I mean, the, you know, when we think about hoodoo or conjure, we think about doing it just one way. These people showed, you know, how it can be extremely versatile. And that there is not just one way to do it. You can incorporate different things. And I just, I love it because, you know, it just shows that we as a people are able to just to create. We are able to create and we're able to, you know, take things a step further, a step further. And we're able to, to actually 
incorporate not only our own spiritual practices, but other spiritual practices too. I mean, it is it's just a melting pot. It's a melting pot, not only culturally, but spiritually. The diversity is just unbelievable. So before Toya takes us into the next portion of this interview where the interviewee discusses St. Rita, I just wanted to just, you know, make sure that we all just acknowledge just how much how much knowledge a lot of these workers have with, within them. I mean, it takes a lot to know the interworkings of the saints and then to know the interworkings of the Loa and then the workings of hoodoo, as well as then the things that you're gonna do with your ancestors. And just, I mean, this is a lot of information in one. So we truly must not only give these workers their credit spiritually, and how great their magic was, because that's what some of you are so quick to do. But we also need to put a stamp of respect on their education, their ability to not only just learn magic, but to bring a level of just education to this, man. Like you, you, you have to be a, you can't be dumb to remember this stuff. That's all I'm going to say. So Toya, go ahead and take us into our next portion of this interview. Hey, are you enjoying the show? If so, don't forget to follow Hoodoo and Chill on Apple and Spotify and leave us a five-star rating. Would you like to attend an uncut, unedited, live taping of Hoodoo and Chill podcast? Then don't forget to follow Hoodoo Conjure Rootwork on the Clubhouse app and tune in live Mondays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, if you like the content and want to help our ministry grow, please support us by sending a donation of love. The link is in the podcast description now. Back to the show. So Hyatt asks, do you know anything about St. Rita? I know she's good for women. She'll give, you, she'll give a woman plenty of work and everything, but she doesn't like men. And she'll give you work. She'll give you plenty of bread if you're a woman. And when a man comes around, she'll make a big disturbance and this man will cut you or he'll beat you to death or he might shoot you, see? Hyatt asks, why doesn't she like men? Why? They say her first love, he deceived her, you see? She got that white piece here, see? He cut her head. That's what made her so she don't like men. Hyatt asks, how would you approach St. Rita? Like you got her picture, you burn a white light to her and you read the 27th Psalm of David to her. And you read, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And when you read that to her, then you get up and you put on your clothes and you ask her. You say, now St. Rita, I'm going out for a job. You know, I need bread and I must have it. And then before you get to the street, some white person will call you and say, you want to do a little job or work, girl? But if you got a husband, she'll make him beat you to death. I know that, cause I had it. See this cut on my arm? That's how I know about it. I had a husband and I mean, he came in and she was giving me everything as long as I didn't have nobody there me and him broke up and when I took him back he liked to kill me see this cut on my neck that's why I know about her so I just want to make it very very clear right now that when you choose to work with deities, saints, spirits, this is not uncommon. They have preferences, they have likes, and they have dislikes. When people glorify these saints as all benevolent and that they will bring you any and everything that you desire and that they are there to basically service you, it is completely false. 
this is a battered woman. And, uh, you know, as we go further into her interview, we're going to reveal some of the the spells, a uh, couple of the spells uh, that we came across. And as we were formulating this interview, we were kind of wondering why there was so much left-hand work in her interview. And once we came across this section of her being a battered woman, we realized and we humanized her as she has so much left-hand work in her repertoire and is speaking of it so much simply because she has been abused and because she has been traumatized. And this was her way of fighting back and getting out. St. Rita very much reminds me of Dantor, who is the Loa for women. She is a protector. She is a protector of women against men and domestic violence situations. So St. Rita is that saint that you want to work with if you work with the saints, not saying that you should. I'm not encouraging it because I'm not sure, you know, what everybody does. But if you work with the saints or if you're interested in working with the saints and you want to research St. Rita, women, this is the saint to help you in those relationships that may have some form of domestic violence in it. However, as you can see, St. Rita, although she helped, although she helped this woman, she also felt her wrath because she doesn't like men. Before you call on these spirits, you better know who you're calling on. You better understand what they like and what they don't like. They will give you and they will they will give to you rather and they will provide for you. But there may be some repercussions with that. And you have to be fully aware that if you call on a saint like Saint Rita and she's helping you and you know she doesn't like men and you decide to bring a man into that space, you better be prepared for the consequences of doing that. See her. You know, I remember as we were scripting, um, I definitely, in the beginning, I, I was like, why is there so much left-hand work with this woman? Like, I, I, not that I was turned off by it or anything like that, but because this is a public platform, we have to be very discerning in the information that we share. So we like to share things that have a, a, a good medium since this is a public platform, everything isn't for everybody. But it wasn't until we came upon this story where we were instantly able to humanize this woman and say, okay, now it makes sense. You, I mean, this is a, a, a substantial trauma. Like this woman was talking about how she had a cut on her arm and the, her husband had slit her throat, you know? So, of course, after going through something like that from someone that supposedly is supposed to love you, I can understand why this woman would have so much protection work in her arsenal because she's a woman that doesn't feel protected. She doesn't even feel protected by her own saints, okay? I think this also speaks to just the left hand and the right hand of this with anything and that you really need to know what you're getting yourself into before you get yourself into it because when we think of the saints or even just the term saint we think of something saintly we think of benevolence we don't think of anything benevolent but this woman is giving us a very unedited explicit version of what happened in her own experience the moment the moment she wasn't in alignment with the deity or the spirit that she was working with so i want to say thank you toya for just beautifully breaking that down uh did you have anything else before we move over into our next portion I think that was wonderful confirmation. Thank you, Sierra. You know, and we just want to stress again, 
that whenever you are approaching a spirit, know that spirit, know what you're approaching, know what the possibilities are of the, you know, consequences of things that may come about. And if you are dealing with a spirit that does not like the opposite sex, and you are going to be dealing with the opposite sex, maybe you should rethink trying to call upon that spirit. Thank you. All right, so as we go into the next portion of this interview, she now uh, talks about working with St. Expedite. And I'm gonna go ahead into this. Now, St. Expedite, he keeps your enemies down. He's got his feet on the pigeon seat. And he's for landlords. But he don't want no praying to him. You ask St. Expedite what you want, and he'll give it to you. Yep. He's another one that keeps your enemies down, St. Michael. But you gotta be so you know anything come against you gotta always be rough you see like a person talk to you never be easy with them see they're overpowering and when they got something to say to you you just burn this light you burn his light it's a red light because he wears a red garment and you get a sword you see like a soldier sword if you can't get none of them get a wooden sword made see and keep it let it be a little sword like that where you can keep it or tote it in your pocket and you keep that sword when you get that sword you have that sword dressed in oil of clover and cinnamon oil see you hold that sword and you can talk to him and you didn't light that red light home to him and you can talk to him and I'm telling you if it's your enemy they can't get up for listening to the show. Do you like what you hear? Well, we want to hear from you. Join the Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord server. Use the link in the show description to join the official Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord group chat. See you there. So she talks about here working with two different saints and she didn't really go too much into detail about saint expedite but she did make a very 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 significant statement when she said he doesn't want you praying to him so i definitely want to do more research on that and probably part two that portion of the interview um, just so that we can give you a more thorough explanation of that. But I just thought that that was awesome um, that she did point that out. Also, she did talk about working with St. Michael. And what I loved about what she said about working with him is you have to embody basically the, the energy of the spirit that you're working with or what she's saying to you in so many words is that when you work with him, the energy of this spirit will embody you, okay? Basically, what she's saying is that when you let this spirit into your life, this isn't a genteel spirit. This is a protection energy. This is a warrior. This is a fighter. So you may find yourself being more stern maybe a little bit more argumentative, more defensive than what you normally are prior to working with this saint or working with this energy. She lets you know very on in the beginning that if you're working with this one, you're gonna have to be strong because you may even be thrown into some tougher situations. Um, she talks about keeping a sword not necessarily an actual sword in your pocket, but she was more so referring to like a little pocket knife, something like that, that you're going to dress in clove oil and cinnamon oil. Let's be logical. A, a, a sword's not going to fit in your pocket, but she was more so talking about like a little dagger or, or a pocket knife or something like that, that you would dress. And this would be your tool that you would use to conjure the spirit of St. Michael. This would probably be the knife that you're going to put on your altar after it's been dressed and while you're praying to him and asking for protection and things of that nature but also very logical 
you might want to have some protection on you because working with this energy you yourself are going to be more defensive than than, than what you normally are you yourself are going to be a lot tougher in your exterior than what you normally would be prior to working with this same so my theology is that she's telling you you might want to keep a knife on yourself anyway just for protection toy what do you think i know so many people that work with or want to work with saint expedite there are full classes out there teaching people to work with saint expedite because he is the saint and I, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have heard this, but even if you don't know about the saint, I'm sure most of you have heard about Saint Expedite and his ability to bring things to you quickly, swiftly, immediately and turn around six, uh, situations, right? And you put out your pound cake for him and um, you know whatever other feasts that he likes once he brings something to you. What people don't tell is the story that Seer just told about Saint Expedite. And the correlation that I am going to make right now to Voodoo, Saint Expedite and Voodoo is correlated with Baron. Okay? So those of you who know who the Baron is, knows that of course you're going to be dealing with a spirit that is not so benevolent. I love the fact that we are able to bring light to St. Expedite's real nature and the fact that he's just not this saint that can get things to you quickly. He can be aggressive. He can be just downright mean sometimes. And that is the part that we don't hear about. And like I said, on the flip side, remember the energy that you're working with is much like, even if you don't know anything about voodoo, that energy is the same as working with Baron. That is the correlation. So I think the moral of the story is, is that when you are working in Conjure, when you are working with deities, Loa spirits, what have you, you may find yourself taking on some of those attributes or some of those traits of those spirits. I mean, it, it would only make sense because let's be honest, how many of us have taken on traits of our ancestors after we start working with them? Exactly. So it's only, it's only right that this might happen to you or could happen to you, or there's a large potential factor that this will, that you're going to start taking on some of those traits. Your speech might change. The way that you deal with people might change. And I'm really loving this interviewee a lot more the deeper we get into this after reading this three or four times, because she's really giving us a very, very um, balanced view of this. She's not just giving that to us from, you know, like how I always like to say the goddess in the grass version where everybody's holding hands and we're all getting along. She's being authentic. She's being honest. She's even opening us up to us about where she's made mistakes. And I think that that's important. Like if you're following a spiritual leader or if you're following someone or learning from someone who cannot be honest with you about where they've made mistakes or where they've fallen short, Mm, double think that because there is no such thing as the one all be all the greatest or I've never messed up. We all are going to mistakes. You're going to make a mistake. Um, some are more costly than others. I've been there myself. So it's just very important for us to realize just how serious and real what you're doing is. And Toy, I'm going to pass it back to you to take us into the next portion of this interview. So in this next portion, she talks about St. Jude. St. Jude, he totes an ax. He cuts and loose all the troubles you want to be cut from. If it's a woman, got you like, you making good money and every time you undertake to give her money, she doesn't know how to handle money. You can't prosper, you know, like some people can't get up in the world. He can cut her loose from you. Hyatt asks, how do you do that? Do you approach St. Jude in any special way? No. You take a hatchet, buy your brand new hatchet, and you turn it up to do upside down or do 
and you burn a blue light to him. And I bet you St. Jude will cut her loose for you. So again, using a hatchet, and I can correlate this with another with another Loa or spirit Ogun where he is using and he is correlated with St. Jude, where he is using a sword or a hatchet. Okay. So as we were just saying, just to reiterate, know the energies you're working with if you decide that you want to work with the saints. Know their energies. When we think saint, we think godly, right? We think benevolent. And that's not always the case. See? Her? It's not. And even um, just going back to St. Rita, if you do your research, she's actually known as a hot saint, meaning one that isn't so malevolent in her approach. One of those energies of those spirits that cannot be contained or can be controlled as easily as some other entities um is one of those spirits who like to make their own decisions they're going to do it their own way and they're going to get it done but it's going to be on their terms you know you gotta have to understand that you in every situation whether it's life even in spirituality you are not going to have full control over everything and for those of you that approach conjure with this attitude of like you are some demon slayer or some demon controller, you might want to get the Disney version out of your mind because it's not about controlling the spirit. It's not about controlling a deity. It's about working together. And if you notice in every last one of her descriptions of these saints, there is a level of humbleness I can hear in her tone. Even when she spoke about St. Rita and how she felt as though once she allowed her ex-husband to come back into her home, St. Rita um, allowed for her to be domestically abused and, you know, just go through that tumultuous situation. Even in her description, she didn't bash her. She didn't, you know, denounce her faith in the saints. She said, hey. I made a mistake and this is what happened due to my mistake. And I just, I really, really am just appreciating just her humbleness and her humility and just her being authentic with us enough to show all aspects of this. Did you pick that up, Toya? Yes, I picked that up. And I just want to say, I love the fact that you use the word hot saint, because that's something that we don't, you know, traditionally correlate with the saints. OK, we don't look at them as being, you know, a hot saint or a cooler saint. We look at them again through this lens of they are all benevolent. They are all godly. Right. So there are saints that are hot saints and Saint Rita is one of those saints. So knowing that is so important, knowing that is so important, knowing both sides of those spirits, knowing how they're benevolent and knowing how they're not so benevolent and how they can be a hot spirit is important before you even start to do your research on who to work with and you know what you want to accomplish with that spirit alongside of that spirit um we need to do a part two to this because there's so much more information within this interview i mean this is 15 pages of just some really really good information and i think that we need to do a part two to this um to really really go into her spell work i, I believe that the message that she gave today as far as the saints and that i want that to resonate with all of you i want that to be the main focus of today's message um there is a lot of spell work in this interview that we want to discuss but today we are going to go ahead and open up the floor if anybody wants to come up with a question comment concern um if you yourself have experience working with the saints or just want to shed some knowledge on that please we invite you to the floor today um so we're gonna go ahead and take a moment for you guys to get your hands raised so that we can bring you up because we want to hear from you or even if you just have a comment or a question about today's show and this is hoodoo conjure root work presents hoodoo voices
Today's episode is The Conjurer from Algiers, Louisiana. Get your pen and paper ready and jot down some notes because there was a lot of information, a lot of good information um, in this interview. And as Steer said, if you're you're curious, if you haven't worked with the saints, you're thinking about working with the saints, this is one of those interviews that's going to provide you with a plethora of information on those saints. And, and you will be able to look at the saints from a lens of more than just what we are presented with in the Catholic traditional religion. Oh, greetings. Thank you for the space. Yes, I just recently worked with St. Expedite. I literally lit the candle, got his bread, got his flowers and stuff, and then the candle just like went out. And nothing materialized from it. So I was just like wondering energetically if it just couldn't, it just didn't want to manifest. Because before it was like you have all these people saying to meditate with it, pray to it, but you're now saying, don't pray. Do you pray to it? Do you pray to the energy of it? What may have kind of not worked with using that particular saint? I'm just excited to talk about Saint Expedite because Saint Expedite is amazing. If you bless him, he will bless you. Um, his offerings must be abundant. You know, um, I've offered St. Expedite whole cakes and a plethora of apples. And, you know, it's, I've got amazing results within three days, like to where like people was just dropping thousands of dollars in my account. So I've had amazing results um, with working Saint, with St. Expedite. It's just all in how you do it, you know? And not necessarily, you know, praying some, you write a petition, you let him know what you what you need, and you give him an offering, and he going to give you what you ask for. Would you want to speak as to why this particular saint doesn't want to be prayed to? Um, Because they don't want you to recognize them as, you know, you're working with a spirit. You know, they're a spirit. They're kind of like the lesser deities, right? There's the all creator, but then they're kind of like the lesser deities. A lot of them, they don't really want you to pray to them. It's not praying to them. You know, like you said, you're working with the spirit. The spirit is not working for you. Or, you know, you're not working for the spirit. You're working with the spirit. So you shouldn't pray to the spirit. We never pray to spirits here in Louisiana. Like we don't pray to them. We conjure them. We give them what they need, what they, you know, what they, what they ask for. And they give us what we ask for. And, and as you're talking, I just heard something in the back of my head that say, I just want to be fed. Right. You know? and they, they, they love food. Just like Louisiana people, I promise you, it's like they take our personality because we just love to eat. You know, that's what we, what we known for is 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 food so they really like they like to eat they want you to feed them and they give you what you ask for thank you mother m saint expedite he likes that pound cake right sarah oh my cake. god do he <laughs> <laughs> what question do Man, you don't give him some with some icing on it he gonna really bless you i'm i'm you know it's like you have the pound cake with no ice and you have the uh, the pound cake with ice and then for some reason um he liked the pound cake he he liked pound cake period but if you give him pound cake with ice and that's even better that's more energy you know it might come quicker you might get uh results within the next hour shit <laughs> i love it so you, is there anything particular that I should say to this particular saint or should I, should I try again? You, yeah, you try again. And just like I say, you write your petition like a regular petition. You ask them for what you want. You let them know what you want. And don't pray to them, you know, but you do want to spend time with, with the work. Don't just walk away. But you want to spend time with it, you know, and just let them know your need. Okay. Give thanks, Queen. I should. I so because you got it's it's exchange you know what i'm trying to say you are not just sitting there asking and asking and praying without giving anything and i feel like a lot of times that's what prayer is 
And I think that's what she was trying to say in so many words on the interview that you're making an exchange. You're not just asking for something without anything in return. And I still stand on what I said before. I think before working with any spirit and asking them for anything, you should always start by offering something. There's a lot of people jump right on into it with gimme, 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 gimme. And Spirit is looking at you like, well, what have you given me? So, Mother, thank you so much for coming up here and just help enlighten a little bit more on St. Expedite. Toya or Mother, do you want to anything else before we close out today? Um, and one thing I, I think, can I expound a little bit on um, St. Rita? Please. So, St. Rita, she prefer you to be single. <laughs> she wants you, you know, she will work hard for a, a single woman, you know, just because of the fact that she don't like men, but she'll prefer you to be single. It, it's best to, to work with St. Rita if you like a, a single mother or you just a single woman that's trying to make it in the world, you know? So I wouldn't, you know, try to work with St. Rita if I, if you have a man, don't, don't do it. I'm just saying it. Just that little piece. I would just like to thank everyone for lending us your time and your ear. Uh, I have enjoyed this interview and I can't wait to our part two. Thank you so much, Mother, for coming up and expanding on the saints. <laughs> Hope this has been a blessing to you guys. We thank you so much. This has been such a wealth of knowledge, and I want to thank everyone once again for just lending us your precious, unrenewable time today, and we look forward to seeing you all back here Monday morning at 10 a.m. for Magic Mondays, and again next week, 10 a.m. for Wisdom Wednesdays. For those of you, if this is your first time, we invite you back. Please join our clubhouse and follow the moderators as well as all of the speakers. As always, my people, never forget each and every last one of you sitting here in this room. You are powerful. You are a power house. You are divine. So is your bloodline and so is your lineage. You are a child of God and a child of nature and a child of the ancestors. Your magic is powerful. It is strong. It is fluid. Today, you are stepping out into your prosperity. I am commanding all of the chains that hold you back from attaining your highest level of achievement, elevation, to be broken and released from you. For all negative energy to dissipate from your path and your life. I say an amen, my people. So, with that being said, please step out into the world today. Be a blessing to yourself and most importantly, be a blessing to someone else. And with that, my people, I release each and every last one of you into the atmosphere. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network.